Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And thanks for listening to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I cannot complain too much. So, uh, how's your how's your two weeks off been? Been doing anything interesting? Um, put in a new pool liner in my pool. I didn't put it in, but I had somebody put it in. So, nice. <laughs> first first world problems, you know how it yeah. goes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> first world expenses, I should say. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of first world expenses, uh, so Julio Jones is probably going to be traded I, I guess this has gone on for months and months and he hasn't yet been traded but the seahawks are i i i don't know you know i'd love to get your hear what you have to say on this i don't know if the seahawks are involved because it's the seahawks and because you know they're they're one of the teams who gets people attention because of former players and because of you know they're constantly winning football team maybe not super bowls but they win a lot so the the thought of julio jones ending up going to seattle and playing with the seahawks with russell wilson and dk metcalf and tyler lockett's pretty intriguing but do you think it's a real thing or not i don't i don't know it may be it may be one of those things you know russell wilson has talked to him and russell wilson said you know yeah i'd like to play with you maybe it's one of those things where hey we're gonna you know, appease Russ a little bit and and show some interest, but I don't I don't think we need him. First of all, he's gonna probably gonna ask for a lot of money. Second of all, is there enough passing plays for him with this offense? I mean, you know, we got DK and Tyler and this um, you know the the new guy coming in. I mean, what? I don't know. I just I just don't think it would be a sure. I'd love to have him. I love Julio Jones, but. I just don't know that that we need him or if it would be a good fit based on, you know, the the offense that the Seahawks run. I don't know. Yeah, I had posted an article about it yesterday on 12th Main Rising, and one of the responses was, um, actually, I should probably read the response. I won't say, I won't say who it is, but I, I wrote the article. My, the article basically said, um, you know, exactly what you just said, which is, you know they don't they don't really need Julio Jones. They the receiving group, especially with Gerald Everett coming in as tight end, should be good enough offensively anyway to win games. That they don't need Jones. They need other players at other positions. And this guy said, I guess it's a guy. I don't know. Said uh, so you're against winning more games with a pick your poison offense that would undeniably help establish the run while simultaneously wearing out opposing defenses and therefore keeping the Hawks' defense off the field and rested. Okay, cool, got it. And which was not what the article is about whatsoever. But uh, I just said the offense should already be good enough to win that way. I mean, they don't need Julio Jones. It's just like adding, kind of like what you said, you know, it's just it's more targets away from Metcalf and Lockett and, with those two guys and with the tight ends with Disley and, you know, Carson showed he could 
catch balls out of the backfield last year. The offense, to me, just as is currently, should be good enough to win football games. I don't think they need to add Julio Jones, especially as much salary cap as he's going to eat up. I'd rather see that money go towards, I don't know, Richard Sherman or somebody like that, right? Or Geno Atkins, somebody like that, right? That That's who they need. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the comment, but no, dude, nobody's against that. I mean, <laughs> who, who's against that? I mean, that's just, I mean, I, and I get, you know, people say things, but I agree. I don't, do you need Julio Jones? No. Would he add to the offense? Yes. But I just don't know that, like you said, we need other positions. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, you mean more offensive line, offensive line would be more of a place where I'd look for, if if you were really gonna 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 look seriously at adding a, a a solid veteran, I think offensive line would be a higher priority than a wide receiver. You know what I mean? Or like you said, I I they still need to sign Sherman in my opinion. I think you wrote an article or, or forwarded an article um, about somebody talking about that. I mean, they need to get, they know the defense isn't quite shored up that defensive backfield. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. I mean, since I, I, I hate to diss on Ethan Posick all the time. I mean, he was good the first, as we've talked about, he was good the first third of the season last year, but he just, he gets hurt easily. And I just don't know when he came back from being hurt, he wasn't that good. Uh, I, I mean, center isn't going to cost nearly as much as Julio Jones is. And, I don't, I still need a corner man. I mean, they've have so many cornerbacks right now. It's one of those or two of those guys should pan out, but you don't know. That's, that's the key position group to me that might hold the, the, the Seahawks back this year, because everything, the good, the, the offense overall is good enough to win. The defense overall is good enough to win. Special teams is lights out, but there's just some key groups that, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Russell Wilson is, uh, People are going to hear this and be like, what's he saying? Maybe Russell Wilson isn't actually good enough to win a Super Bowl, you know, being the main guy. He, they won a Super Bowl when he was the quarterback, but it was really the defense. Maybe when it gets into the postseason, he's he's not good enough. I don't know. He made that horrible throw against the Rams, just forcing the ball to DK, and that kind of is what lost him the game, as it turns out at the end. And maybe Chris Carson isn't good enough. Maybe he doesn't stay healthy enough. Maybe the players they have just aren't good enough. But if they get the right coaching and they have the right health, the players on the field still, to me, if everybody plays up to their potential, is good enough to win a Super Bowl if they're healthy. If Russell goes down, obviously, all, all bets are off. But I don't know. It's just it's it's a it's a weird thing because it's they don't need Julio Jones. As you said, they kind of need other stuff. Uh, and and they don't need a lot of other stuff. So the money that they spend, I think they've got, what, $7 million in cap space left? I mean, if they went out and got Austin Reeder, formerly of the Chiefs, to compete with Posick, I just, I, do you think the Seahawks would even do that? I don't think so. I think they're pretty – I mean, if they were going to do something with offensive line, I think they would have done it. I mean, they've got Gabe Jackson, but, you know, and I, and I don't think – I don't think we're di- really dissing on Postic. It's, I mean, Postic's not—he's a good player, but he's—he's he's not, you know, in, in the the 
you know, the, the pro bowl type center, but, and everybody wants a pro bowl center. So, I mean, Posick does a good job. I don't, I don't, but if you could, if you could improve at that position and somebody was available, would you do it? Well, of course you would. I mean, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. I mean, he's the, he's going to be the center and he's, he, he did a good job last year, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but if, if people should be going, well, wait a minute, is DK Metcalf not good enough? Why are you looking at Julio Jones? I mean, what do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You know, well, God, well, do you say DK and Tyler are no good? You want Julio? Well, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think he's uh, got like what three years left on his contract. I mean, he's 32 years old. He's still good. I'm not saying he's he's yeah. not good. He is still good. He was he was injured a lot of 2020, but that he was been healthy for most of his career. But I think that you know, then you get into 33, and then you get into 34, and maybe maybe that's what one of the hold up uh, holds up. Hold up, is that a word? On the trades that maybe forthcoming for him is the fact that. Teams are like, you know what? We we'd love to bring you in for 2021 or 2022. We're just not really sure about 2023, and, and he's already signed, so the money is there, and they're going to be paying for him if they trade for him. And then you're going to give up draft capital or whatever. Maybe that's part of the deal. I mean, I the Seahawks the the salary cap's going to expand a little bit next year, so at 208 or something like that. And then after that, it should go up quite a bit especially now that you have a 17 game season so it's going to be a lot more money in the nfl coffers but i, I just i don't know i, I like i'm not this I, I i hopefully nobody hears this and is like oh he doesn't think julio jones is any i think julio jones not first ballot hall of fame player i just don't think the seahawks need that player as you yeah. pointed out and that's so, what it comes down to it's what do you need do you need the guy i mean it's not oh let's get him because he's available Exactly. Business works. Aaron Rodgers is probably available. Should we go get Aaron Rodgers as well? So I don't know. (laughs) Of course not. So, uh, but you you kind of hit on offensive line. I I think you know the offensive line. Dwayne Brown's good. He's getting older. They're going to have to find a a replacement for him. Hopefully, he holds up another year or two because he's really good. Then Gabe Jacks or Damian Lewis is flipping over from the right to the left side to play next to Brown, which I think is a great move. And then we got Posick, and then we got Gabe Jackson, who who's good uh, at right guard, who's going to be taking Lewis's old place, and then he's going to be playing next to Brandon Shaw. I mean, the you uh, we all remember the years and flux of the Seahawks offensive line, right? Where it's like, eh, we don't really know who's playing which position, and maybe they're not any good. To me, the players that they have, even even Posick, the players that they have, we assume are going to start, and even the backups are pretty good, but the players we assume that are going to start that I don't get the people saying, Oh, they didn't do anything to address the offensive line. They did address the offensive line. They added a really good guard and they moved Lewis. Who's going to be in the second year is going to be really good over to the left to play next to a hall of fame left tackle. I think it's better. Don't you? Yeah, they, they did. They got a better, they got a Gabe Jackson and they moved, like you said, they moved people around. I mean, I don't think it's a, it's a horrible offensive line. Can it can it be improved? Sure, it can. Uh, but like you said, Dwayne Brown, he's on the he's getting towards the end of his career, but he's still good. Lewis is Lewis is going to be better. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. But I I don't know. I, I'm not. It'll be interesting to see who makes the team. But um, yeah, I think 
I don't know. The offensive line has been a been a problem since what 2014 or 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Since since the Super Bowl. I mean, a year after the Super Bowl, that that was a ridiculous offensive line. But you know, after that, it's just kind of always been an issue, and and it may always be an issue. But I guess the Seahawks just don't put. And I don't know why. Um, a lot of other teams do put more focus on the offensive line, but the Seahawks just don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. They just don't seem to put a heck of a lot of focus on getting a lot of star players on the offensive line. Yeah, and that is. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl last year, and the Chiefs lost everybody on their offensive line. Just how dominated they were by the Buccaneers' defense. So, offensive line obviously is important. And again, uh, anybody listening to this, hopefully they don't think I'm not thinking it's important. It is. But I also think it's good enough for the Seahawks with Russell Wilson is not the same kind of quarterback he was eight years, seven years ago, because he doesn't move around as much. And part of that is probably because he's getting older. But part of that is probably because they don't want him to. He, he doesn't need to. He, he doesn't need to create like he did. He's good enough to be a drop back quarterback as a drop back quarterback to win football games. Whereas before when, you know, when they were winning the Super Bowl or whatever, he could kind of he could kind of improvise a lot more because you had Marshawn and Chris Carson's good, but he's not Marshawn. But uh, and let's flip over to the defensive line. I, to me, the big question is what they do. Puna Ford's going to move over to Jaron Reed's old position to try to get some pressure, interior pressure against opposing quarterbacks. He hasn't really shown he's been able to do that since he's been in the NFL, but I really don't think he's also played that position to have the opportunity to do that. I do think he can do that. I mean, I think Puna should have been should have been drafted in the top three rounds of the NFL draft. He just kind of went undrafted because he's always short. But the rest of the defensive line is, is stacked, right? Especially, pass, especially if Alden Smith doesn't end up going to jail, then we're stacked with pass rushers. Yeah, that's I'm I'm curious who's not going to make the team, but I mean yeah. somebody's not going to make it. But yeah, and I think that's going to help Puna be better if you got those guys on the outside, the the you know Dunlop and Hyder and uh, Collier and Smith and Taylor if he plays, and you know we'll see Green Robinson. Somebody like I said, somebody's not going to make the team, but you got those guys pressing from the outside. That's going to help Puna out a lot in the middle, but. Um, I agree. It is a stacked defensive line. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I always forget about Alton Robinson, and I think probably the problem is because when he's now, I'm sure he got a lot more snaps than what I was aware of last year. I mean, he still didn't get like half the snaps or anything like that. But it seems like he was, oh, Alton Robinson gets a sack or he gets a tackle for loss. The guy seemed to be making plays out there, and then as we've talked about before, he just didn't seem to get enough playing time. But at this point, he's maybe he's one of those guys who you offer in a trade for someone else, whoever it is. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't a whole lot of movement after June 1st when the salary veteran salaries could have gone down. You can kind of change them change them around a bit if you're a team that acquires one of them. I'm surprised Julio Jones hasn't been traded. I, I still don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. I've heard John Clayton say, oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be back, and he knows a hell of a lot more about football than I do, both of those guys than I do. But I just, to me, this is kind of off subject, but Aaron Rodgers, do you think he'll be traded? No. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, 
I don't know what what the deal was, but they're not they're not going to trade him. Maybe he holds out. Maybe he just doesn't show up. If he holds out, I just don't think they're going to trade him. I, I mean, he's too valuable to that team at this point. They don't have any. I mean, who's going to come? In? Jordan Love, who's <laughs> the next? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, maybe a laugh. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe Jordan Love ends up playing 15 years as a Hall of Fame quarterback, too, because the Packers seem to do that with Farb to Rodgers to, I don't Jordan Love. But it's just like, man, that was such a uh, gosh. Could you I'm just glad I wasn't a a fan of the Packers because I would have been like, why did you get Jordan Love in the first round? Two years yeah, ago. Well, that's what that's what it happened with Alton Robinson. If the Seahawks trade him, he'll go on to win three Super Bowls <laughs> and be a first ball Hall of Famer with 15, 20 sacks a year. That's right. Man, I don't know. Alton Robinson was good when we're doing this show 15 years from now. I'll be like, he was one of the best Raiders ever. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got Rasheem Green, you got LJ Collier. I think Collier plays a lot of defensive tackle too. Um, I mean, Dunlap, Hyder. Smith, uh, Daryl Taylor probably is going to play a lot of hybrid defensive end, not just linebacker. I mean, they're clearly trying to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but and and with with a lot of players because we saw how last year started off and it was atrocious, and then they finally started getting pressure. So the interesting thing about this is with all those pass rushers that they have on the defensive line now, Jamal Adams was really really their best pass rusher last year, even after Dunlap was added. So what do you think they want to do with Jamal Adams? Oh, I was just thinking about that. And the problem is <laughs> Jamal Adams may be a better pass rusher than he is a cover guy. So yeah. <laughs> so if he's not pass rushing, what, the, what are we going to do about a cover guy? He's going to have to step it up there. You know, We'll see. But yeah, it'll be interesting because he is a uh, – he is a um, – a threat to rush. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they, they almost, I don't know, kind of overspent on, on pass rushers based on the way 2020 started. And though they signed some cornerbacks, I, I don't think there's a clear, to me, there's not a clear starter on either side. I mean, D, DJ Reed might be, he might be good, but he hasn't proven he can be good for an entire year yet. Um, Trey Flowers, same thing. Akello Witherspoon, same thing. There's a bunch of question marks in the, the with the secondary. So I guess the hope is that the defensive line is so good, putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, that they kind of take the some some of the stress off the cornerbacks. But Al Woods was added. Um, what they've they've added some parts as far as defensive tackles, but are you know they they had issues 2019 and last year stopping the run. Do you, do you think even with all those pass rushers, they're actually good enough to stop the run? We'll see. I mean that's that's where Puna Ford's going to come in, and those inside guys are going to have to you know. And then you will see how how uh, you know a linebacking core. You know they haven't signed KJ right, so I mean I don't you know we'll see. That's but true. the linebackers are going to have to. I mean. You know, Wagner, as good as he is, he's on the tail end of it. You know what I mean? So um, and the guy is just a monster. So, But how much longer can he keep that up? And, and um, you know, hopefully Jordan Brooks can can step in there and, and uh, learn from him and pick some things up. But, yeah, we'll see. They got to, you know, I guess 
I guess if you if you jam the middle and then keep them from running, they're going to have to pass. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think you kind of hit on it with Adams. I mean, he was he has been a first team All Pro safety, and he was in, he was playing with one arm in the playoffs. We all know that. So that that I mean, there was a couple of times when like Cooper Cup had that catch where it's like if Adams would have had two hands, it may not have been an interception because he's shown he can't catch. But he might have been able to knock the pass down at least. He was just playing with one arm. But I, I wonder if maybe the idea is to play him even more like Cam used to play, which is, you know, Cam was, was good in coverage too. He's kind of a freak athlete even more than Jamal Adams. But he also played in the box a lot to help stop the run. Maybe that's what they're thinking with Adams. Less, fewer sacks in 2021, but more tackles for loss, if that makes sense, against the run. Yeah, I'm not sure he's built like Cam as far as physicality to take those hits, but who yeah, is though? Right yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that is a good point. If you can stuff him up there and and um, a little more focused on the run, but so uh, you know we've got some some players coming into their final year after being drafted. Michael Dixon was wisely extended and he should probably have been extended for 10 more years as far as I'm concerned as the punter in Seattle. Um, but he's the only one from that draft class who's, who's working out so far. Um, but one, you know, one guy who did not has already not had his fifth year option picked up and is running back Rashad Penny who who's shown in spurts that he can be really good. Like we all remember like, Oh, Rashad Penny is the guy who ran off the 57 yard touchdown run against the Eagles and looked fantastic doing it, but he can't, he can't stay healthy. So, and he's clearly to me, the number two guy behind Carson, but that's, he's kind of iffy to me. And then after that, you've got Alex Collins, I guess, and a bunch of other guys, Travis Homer's not inspiring. What do you, what are your hopes for Rashad Penny this year? Well, he's got to step it up and got to stay healthy. I mean, because, you know, Carson Carson was healthy last year, but Carson, you know, he's he had a couple tweaks and tears here. But, uh, yeah, Penny's got to stay healthy if he wants to be the number two guy or, you know, get a, get a new contract. That's just bottom line because you got to have a healthy, a healthy running back system. And especially with um, – you know, with this focus to run as as the Seahawks are, you know, Homer, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, he's not, you know, he's never going to, he, he is what he is and you know what you're getting with him. Um, DJ Dallas, you know, he's a good, uh, you know, good backup, but um, yeah, you get, we're going to have to get a lot out of Rashad Penny. Can he do it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but how he didn't, how many games did he play last year? Three or four or something? I mean, he didn't play much last year at all. So Yeah. Well, um, he missed like the entire year because of that injury from 2019. And then he came yeah. back and they just kind of threw him in there. But he didn't really do – I think they were just playing him to see, hey, are you actually going to be able to play next year? Because he didn't – I think he averaged like 3.1 yards a carry just because he didn't really have that many carries and he was coming off injury. But, yeah. I mean – Remember how electrifying he was out of college, right? We're turning yeah. the kicks and doing stuff, and he he hasn't done anything. I mean, it's hard to believe it's even as entering his fourth year because he hasn't done anything. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm a big Alex Collins fan. I mean, I, I liked him in college, but 
you know, and he's made it back to the Seahawks. We'll see. But I, yeah, it's, I'm not, um, that running, the running back core right now is a, is a question mark for me. And a lot of it has to do with health. I wonder if some of that cap space should uh, go towards a running back. Uh, I, I'm not really sure who else is. I mean, you got Adrian Peterson, players like that. I think Peterson's still a free agent. But, I mean, you've got some other players out there who who could end up being good. Carlos, Carlos Hyde was, was pretty decent last year. Um, yeah. But you kind of hit on it. It's like, you know, they have they have a game or two. It seems like the last two or three years where it's like, not only are they without Carson, but they're also without his, his main backup and maybe his main backup. And then you've got DJ Dallas, who's thrust into a starting role against the Rams. It's just insane how that happens to the Seahawks. I mean, I, I get it if you're without Carson for two or three games or whatever, but it's like it's like you're watching this way off subject. It's just like you're watching the French Open, but like oh, Djokovic and Nadal and Federer are all hurt. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm watching Medvedev. I, I guess that's what I'm doing. Because it's like you, you don't really know. You have nothing left after the really Carson at this point. And if Carson and Penny are hurt, I agree with you. I, Alex Collins is a is a strange guy to me, not personally, but as a football player, because he, he had fumble issues, right, with the Seahawks. Then he ended up going to the Ravens and was really good. And then couldn't find a home to play. And so Seattle brought him back, and I thought in limited time last year, he, he runs hard, right? I mean, maybe he's smaller than he runs. He didn't have any fumbling issues. To me, he's he's the solid number three back at this point. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be Of course, the problem is for everybody listening, you and I got to see him play in college, not because we're Arkansas fans, but because we are in the SEC country. I think I was a beast. Yeah. I wish he I wish he could get it together and be that again. And, yeah. I mean the SEC and the thing about it is is the SEC is no joke. I mean the defenses in the SEC are ridiculous. So that's and that's why Daryl Taylor I think is is such a <clears throat> could be such a good player because he was really good on a not so good team in a really good conference. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's yeah. it'll be interesting. I mean we all talked about. Uh, Ken Norton Jr. possibly needing to be fired midway through 2020, and then they turned it around when people got healthy and looked pretty good by the end of the year. And now they've given them stuff to work with, especially with the pass rush. So to me, this is like a make-or-break year for Ken Norton Jr. If the defense reverts back more towards like what they were in the first half of 2020 than the last half of 2020, then that guy needs to be fired. Yeah, he needs to be fired early if it does that because yeah. Get somebody in here to work with them and get them because I, I don't know that that's going to happen. If he's, if they start off crappy, I don't know that that's going to happen two years in a row where they're going to end up good. Yeah, exactly. I still wish Chris Richard was – I, I still don't get the firing there. Uh, it's not like it was his fault, and they were good under Chris Richard, but who knows. And the players loved him. But I guess they like Ken Norton Jr. too, but he's just never really proven – like last year was probably his last half of 2020 was probably the best he looked as a coach because his players finally got healthy. I don't think it was his coaching, but it is what it is. So as always, Kevin has the last two words. Go Hawks. <laughs>